All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney. Um, hope everybody washed that Tampa loss off. Almost like it didn't happen, right? Raiders are three and three, zero and zero, right? New season begins today. That's the way I'm going to look at it. Um, again, got that Tampa loss out of the way. It was a weird week coming off of the COVID stuff. And, um, you know, you should get Trent Brown back this week against Cleveland. Um, should be able to get Jonathan Abram back. Those were the two kind of COVID, uh, inactives right covid induced inactives that the raiders had um with trent brown having testing positive for covid and jonathan abram um basically being in too high risk or something he was in like high high risk contact uh nonetheless uh definitely miss them both uh even though i don't believe that either of them with the way that the game was played i don't i don't believe the raiders beat tampa with those two with those two guys active but nonetheless um couple things before I get to the mailbag. I got a lot of really good questions. I was actually surprised at the amount of questions I got today uh, for the mailbag. But just a couple things. Um, looking back at that Tampa game, right, when the Raiders played Tampa, I thought it was really weird that the Raiders, especially with the new report going out today, it almost seems like the Raiders are, like, wanting to throw the deep ball more, um, which, look, we all wanted – downfield passing i was one of them we all wanted downfield passing integrated into this gruden offense we definitely wanted to see Derek carr get more aggressive down the field uh, especially with the new weapons that he has but i do feel like they're leaving chunk plays on underneath stuff right underneath the coverage they're kind of leaving those on the table like look at the way henry ruggs was used last week against tampa Henry Ruggs was used early, right? Jet sweep, you know, got, what was that? 20 something yards out of that. It was beautiful. That play doesn't get really stopped. I think eight out of 10 times for less than a five, six yard gain. Free yards, in my opinion. Then you get the little whip route, right? Where I think it was Renfro clears out, clears everybody out. Henry Ruggs just basically runs down the sideline for another 30 yards or some, some, something like that. But I felt like that was there most of the game. I feel like Tampa was like, look, we're not going to let these speed guys get deep. I think they saw some of the film of Aguilar getting open, Ruggs getting open deep against Kansas City. And they were like, look, we're just going to sit back. We're going to sit back and make this guy paper cut us to death, which the Raiders can do. And the Raiders have done. Just today, I saw uh, Vic Tafer write a piece that said, the, the well, use the Derek Carr quote, basically saying, the Raiders deep ball, right? Deep passing game is becoming like the identity now. Something, something of that, of that nature. And I might be the only person that's a little concerned by that. Uh, and I'm not, when I say concerned, look, I want to see deep, the deep ball. I just want it. To, I just don't want to leave intermediate yards, intermediate underneath shallow crossing routes. We don't, I don't want to leave that stuff on the table. Always trying to hit a home run, right? Like you'll see that in baseball. You'll see a guy, look, my, my average is, is, you know, uh, you'll see a career 280 hitter hit 230 for a year with like more home runs. And yeah, you're like, oh, cool. The home run numbers went up. That's good. A lot of analytics support that. But then you're like, oh, yeah, the strikeouts also went up, you know. And the average went down. And I, and I kind of see that that could be something that the Raiders, you know, don't want to get in love with. Right. I know you have speed. Aguilar and Ruggs are as fast as anybody in the league. Waller's great and Renfro's great. But they were able to get like pretty much whatever they wanted underneath, right? The Renfro routes, uh, um, some of the Waller stuff underneath. They were able to get whatever they wanted, and I feel like they abandoned it. 
So this offense should be about balance. The deep ball is just a new toy that you have, a new wrinkle in your offense. But do you really need like do you know that's not something I don't I don't think is as Derek Carr's been playing really well this year, but I don't I don't think that's going to be his game. I still I still like him making those quick read throws, right? And then taking that calculated deep shot down the field. I think that's this offense. It's not so much volume of deep passing, it's the timing and quality of the throw and and guys getting separation, right? So I saw everybody getting excited about the deep passing game, and I'm like, that's great, but do not leave those underneath yards on the table. Just don't, you know, hey, I, nope, I don't want those. Sorry. I'm going to just force this, uh, you know, 25-yard pass over the middle, you know, and hope hope somebody catches it, you know? So that's just one thing. Um, again, you know, still looking back at that game, I still didn't like some of the in-game management by John Gruden, right? The defense was awful. I, I want to just... That's just something we're going to have to deal with all year. But John Gruden trusting his defense, you know, not going for it on fourth down when you have the eighth-ranked offense and, what, the 31st-ranked defense. Certain stats, I understand the rankings might be different if you go off of certain stats. But they're, the point is, is the offense is good, the defense is bad. So you lean on your offense, right? When you want to be aggressive, you get aggressive with your offense, Right? and try to just do a little bit of damage control on defense. So I don't like settling for field goals. I don't like settling for, um, you know, punting the ball when it's like fourth and two at midfield. Go out leaning on your offense. That's the way I look at it with Gruden. So anyways, um, you know, I think a lot of Raider fans are hoping for some big-time additions in the trade deadline. So um, my mailbag questions that I got, because um, I want to get to those now, because there are a lot of them. Uh, a lot of them have to do with the trade deadline. So um, let's start with the first one. And um, this one's this one comes from uh, Fattest of Malins at fat, Fattest Malin, Silver and Black Today. Shout out. Um, let's let me show you guys. Okay. And uh, he asks, and there were about two or three other people that ask kind of a similar version of this question. So um, I will try to cover it all. So he says, do you think the Raiders make a trade? If so, who? And there were a couple other people that said, hey, what should the Raiders trade for if you could pick one? Someone in the secondary, like a corner or safety, or uh, edge rusher, D lineman, okay? Look, I think if the Raiders do make a trade, it's going to be from those two position groups, D line and the back end of the secondary. I don't really see them picking up a veteran corner. Who knows? I wouldn't be opposed to it, but um, I don't see that happening. So I think if the Raiders, I'm just looking at kind of edge rushers that are that are really contributing on the teams that they're on that are worth giving up a draft pick for. Um, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them are on really good teams already. So I don't see those teams getting rid of them. Right. Um, I could see like even JJ Watt, right? Like JJ Watt's still very good. Right. Not his snap count should be limited. He shouldn't, he's not the guy he once was, but I think on a limited snap count, he could be very effective still. I think he's still very explosive. Um, but do you think the Texans basically he is that franchise, right? He's the most uh, Watson's very popular right now, but, but JJ Watt is that franchise, you know, in the short time that they've been around, he is that franchise. I don't see them dealing him during the middle of the season for, really something that's not going to be that great of a return. So I don't see that. 
And everybody else I'm looking at here, some of these top edge rushers, I'm looking at PFF right now, and <clears throat> a lot of them either A are kind of like three, three four stand-up linebackers that rush from the out, out there, or guys on winning teams that are like, uh, why would I give you my pass rusher, right, Raiders? Why would I give you my pass rusher? So when you look at safeties, all right, because I, I think that's the other thing the Raiders really need, right, is a safety. Somebody that they can play on the same time in the field as, as Jonathan Abram because Eric Harris is not getting it done. I don't hate Jeff Heath, but I also don't think Jeff Heath is a solution, right? Um, one guy I have my eye on is, is Marcus May uh, for the Jets. Uh, the Jets should be in full tank mode. Um, they should be getting rid of everybody. I saw that they were looking to get rid of Quinn and Williams, and that report was refuted. I still think that's weird to trade your number three overall pick the next season. It's almost like... Yeah, I know that organization's in it, but do you, do you even want the number three pick if the team wants to get rid of them the next year? I, I, maybe there's something else going on there. But um, nonetheless, there's some, there's some good safeties out there that I think the Raiders could get, like Bobby McCain, Marcus May, um, just maybe, yeah, like Rodney McLeod, just some, somebody like that. You know, I, I'm, the Eagles aren't out of it, so, but, but you know, they might be able to spare somebody like that. Keanu Neal, um, because what I do find interesting, right? So someone like Keanu Neal, right? I actually really would like him on the Raiders. And a lot of people say, well, look, that's kind of redundant with Abram, right? You're going to need somebody to go over the top. Um, I have been thinking since that Kansas City game that I think Jonathan Abram's a free safety. That's kind of how he came out of college, right? I don't think he belongs in a, bo in a box safety role. Um, he showed great range against Kansas City on the deep ball. The speed is is there. And I think when he actually has to cover somebody, it's a lot different than when he gets to help in coverage, if that makes any sense, right? So I'm thinking Jonathan Abram's able to play free safety. And for now, I'd, I'd like to see him and Jeff Heath play together, right? Jeff Heath play strong safety and uh, and Abram play more of a free safety kind of rangy role. I'd like to actually see that because then you get to keep Abram a little more, keep him healthier in my opinion, right? Like, you know, of course you could still get hurt as a free safety, but I, I don't think he's just smashing tight ends over the middle and, uh, you know, just throwing his collarbone at, at, you know, running back's feet, you know, right after the line of scrimmage. I think we, we all love that Abram does that, but I think he actually has a chance to be special, special, like in a deep safety role. So uh, maybe I'm alone in that. Maybe I'm wrong. But getting somebody like an Xavier Woods, right, or or uh, Keanu Neal, somebody like that, could be interesting. Could be very interesting getting somebody like that. Um, so, you know, that that's somewhere I would expect the Raiders to go. But I, I'd be lying if I told you they're going to make a big move. Because today, somebody Carlos Dunlap goes to Seattle. What if you're going to keep Gunther all year? right? Or Marinelli, people that, that Carlos Dunlap fits in their scheme. Why not go get him? What are you waiting on? Two spots out of the second wild card. And it's still very early in the season, you know, to, in order to make a run, you're, you've played probably the toughest part of your schedule so far. Um, and why not try to get better? But it's weird. Right, the Raiders only make trades for guys like Trevor Davis and Zay Jones and people like that. Like they make the trade, and then you wonder why you don't have a a back end of the draft the next year. Now I'd feel a lot better not having a back end of the draft if it was for somebody like Carlos Dunlap, who I know can still rush the passer, not in a huge role, not asking anybody to even be a starter on that defensive line, just on third down, help the defense get off the field.
put some heat on the on the quarterback. Let this young secondary go to work because I think the secondary is better than the defensive line. So yeah, uh, just answer those few questions uh, that were kind of of the same, you know, regard. I I I definitely don't see them making a big move. I can see them maybe adding some depth at, um, at the position. Maybe not any starters, but who knows? I'm I'm really hoping uh, I'm really hoping they shock us. You know what I mean? I, I think it's you see a team like Seattle get Carlos Dunlap, and you're like, man, I really really like them going all in you know i like them going all in let's hope the raiders can go all in you know it doesn't have to be you know trade two first round picks for carson palmer all in <laughs> you know what i'm saying and not to be like that but just get some get some guys that are, that are going to help you contribute and help you win so um one question i and I, I really like this question um this is from stevie shout out stevie uh stevie d and um he says do you think Jacobs has another lingering injury? We'll find out about later on. He's, he doesn't seem to be running like he was early on. He walks gingerly back to the huddle often. If that's the case, where do you put backup running back on the needs list? It's a very good question. Both parts of it. Um, yeah, I have noticed that. Like it, it, Jacobs doesn't look right this year. Uh, one thing about Josh Jacobs is even though the Raiders have a good offensive line, it's not necessarily the best run blocking offensive line. It's not Jacobs creates a lot of his own yardage. And a lot of that comes from physicality, right? And that quick twitch. So I think something's up with his hip. I remember early in the, in the season, he had that kind of hip injury and stuff, especially against new Orleans. You're kind of like, Oh man, like it just doesn't look right. I mean, it's not fun to play like with a messed up hip. Anyone's had hip problems. That's it's just, it's tough to do anything. I think he's got a lot of other stuff going on, just aches and pains. People have to realize he was not really like a starting running back at Alabama. So he came to the league with low tread on his tires, but he also doesn't really know what it's like to have, you know, the volume Gruden wants out of his bell cow running back. So when I see Jacobs, I I see it. I see him walking gingerly back to the huddle. It kind of looks like, man, like, you know, he's been to war. And I, I do think that I thought it was a need. I thought it was a big time need. And I loved the Lynn Bowden pick. I was so excited about that. I was so excited about that pick because I was like, man, the Raiders are going to get creative on offense. And then I found out they're like, they're going to make him a running back. And I was like, no, that it can't be. They traded him because he wasn't a good running back. Okay. Why didn't you draft a good running back in the third round? Okay. I've speculated on that long enough. But Devontae Booker's done a decent job since he's come in definitely didn't think definitely didn't think he would i didn't even think he'd make the team honestly i thought they'd bring in somebody else like a carlos hyde or somebody like that but Devonte booker's done a nice job and uh i'd like to see more of him because like you said uh stevie jacob jacobs doesn't look doesn't look healthy and and maybe you need to step into 2020 john gruden and not every team has a bell cow running back and that's okay I like Jacobs as a closer, man. I, I mean, I like him carrying the ball all the time. I still think he's great. And also the run game, too. Just touch on the run game a little bit. Um, I don't want to call anybody out because I know he's a darling of Raider Nation, and I love him, too. He's fantastic. I, he's probably been the best player on this team for the last three, four years, I'd say, just consistently. But Rodney Hudson in the run game has not had a good year. It, he hasn't. Like, it just in the past game, still elite. Absolutely still elite. In the run game... He just hasn't had – I don't know what's going on, but it hasn't been great. Uh, Gabe Jackson as well. They're both very good in pass protection. They don't give up sacks. But just in the run game, it doesn't seem to be getting the push. And, and I'm not sure what it is. I'm not a scheme guy. I'm not a coach. But 
just is what it is. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. They're missing Richie Incognito big time. They're missing Brian Edwards blocking on the outside. If you watch that Carolina game, Edwards was putting on a clinic in his first career NFL game. Blocking like a tight end, like, like a blocking tight end that does not catch the ball. That's how he was blocking, and he can catch the ball. So, yeah, Stevie, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. that, that that's definitely not uh, – it's definitely not good to see. It's been the biggest disappointment of the year so far if you, if you thought something was a strength of the team. Like, the defense is the biggest disappointment, but I don't think any of us expected a great defense. I expected a great run game this year. So, hopefully that ends up uh, – hopefully that ends up being uh, uh, fixed and, and just, you know, with, with health, with getting Incognito back in Edwards, hopefully the Raiders will be able to get back to that good run game that they've always had. So, next question. My man Gus Gare might have been the first listener of this podcast. I, I can't tell, but um, you know, I, I could never tell, but I, I think, but Gus, Gus has been listening since like the first episode, Gus and I used to message back and forth about draft during the draft. When I first started here, Hey, what do you think about this? What we made this trade? Uh, like it was, it was cool. Guy knows football. So at Gus Gare is a scheme change for the defense enough to write the ship or do we need that new voice in the room kind of change? Well, Gus, I don't think the scheme's going to change at all this year. If you're talking about the off season, um, yeah, I'd I'd like to, you know, I, I I'd like to stay at four three because you drafted Clue and Furl, and you're kind of anchored to him at fourth overall. And I've seen people floating around the idea that he's a three four uh, outside linebacker rusher. I I don't see that at all personally. Um, and I also don't see Max Crosby that way. So unless you're going to get two brand new defensive ends, which hey, however way you get it done, get it done. I don't think that. That's and look, the Raiders are struggling getting production out of like one of their linebackers this year. So, if you think there's going to be four of them on the field that are going to produce, I don't know about that. So, in the offseason, they'd have to completely overhaul it if you want to change it to like a three four scheme, um, completely change up the coverages and stuff. But I think even if they made the change this year, it's going to be Marinelli. And look, I, that's not much of a scheme change, I think it's more of a philosophy change, right? I think you're going to see Marinelli advocate for more of a pass rush um bd williams did a really good breakdown of this where paul gunther plays to stop the run right most of the time you know third down yeah we're rushing the passer but i think rod marinelli lets you play a little more reckless like go get the quarterback um so i i think that could happen and i think you'd see more sacks from it and look the raiders aren't really stopping the run that well anyways they did a decent job against tampa so neither of that was working so yeah I think it could it could change just a little bit. And look, maybe the guys like Rod Marinelli more than Paul Gunther, but um, who knows? So may, maybe both could happen, guys. I'm not sure. I ho- hope that answered your question. So uh, next up, we are going to go with Matt Santini here, at Matt Santini. And here we go. Is it too early to say... The Rod Marinelli replacing Brenton Buckner experiment was a mistake. Why are D linemen that played well against the Chiefs, Dayton Jones and Chris Smith, still on the practice squad? Quit awarding the high-priced free agents with playing time if no result. Okay. Um, No, I don't think it's too early, right? I, I think last year you're looking at damn near the same defensive line, and they're not getting the same production. So, um, look, again, I'm not an expert in scheme at all, far from it, but, or, or just even coaching, anything like that. Never, never done it. So I can't say it, but I can just look at what I see with my eyes that the pass rush isn't there. So 
yeah, I mean, you know, Marinelli, if all of a sudden the flip uh, switch flips, and look, I, I don't think the Raiders have the greatest pass rush personnel, but last year it was better. It was better. But Marinelli's here, right? Gruden's doing the expendables, getting the gang together. You know, that he, he he's Stallone. He brought back his Dolph Lundgren. But getting to your point about Dayton Jones and Chris Smith, I, I got to say, like, I, I, I loved the way they played um, against Kansas City. But Kansas City might have a top five worst offensive line in the league. Like, it's bad. It's really bad. It's not, you know, they don't even have their starters, right? K- K- Kalecio Assembly, KO, familiar name, out for the season, right? He got hurt in the Raider game early. Um, I believe they had that Lawrence Duvernay Tardif, uh, the guy, the doctor, he's helping with the COVID pandemic. He opted out on the season. And I believe they're down somebody else too as well. So they're they're down like low. So I think, look, you know, maybe maybe they, the Raiders were just red hot that game, but they're also going against a really bad offensive line and a really good offensive line against Tampa. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a depressing answer, but I, I kind of just think the defensive line just isn't that good unless they go against a horrible offensive line, right? You saw it last year against the Chargers, right? The Bengals and teams like that. They, they ate up. They ate in those games. Denver and got stuff like that. Against the good offensive lines, not so much. Um, so, it's just, look, we all thought Rod Marinelli was going to take this defense to the next level. It's similar to, to Todd Downing over uh, Bill Musgrave, you know? I know most people were more excited about this Marinelli thing than Todd Downing, but I do remember some people going, look, Todd Downing, he's that next great offensive mind. He's a young guy. This is going to be great. Kind of, kind of similar, even though this is not quite the same change because this is just a position group coach, but still. All right. Next question from my man, Marcus Johnson. Um, I think we're, we're due for another episode together, bud. So, uh, I am going to – this was a funny question because, I mean, not the question itself, but uh, Marcus, he's getting so damn popular, this guy. Let me, let me tell you about Marcus. Marcus asked me a mailbag question. Everybody else came in and answered the question. I was like, whoa, whoa. They're like, hey. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. But um, anyways, at the Mark John NFL, shout out Tape Don't Lie. Check out Tape Don't Lie. You probably subscribe to them. They got a, they got a bunch of subscribers. And uh, he says – what grade would you give cars play for the season? Um, I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about Derek, not Darren or David. But anyways, I that's <laughs> laughing at everybody giving letter grades below. Uh, I'm going B plus A minus uh, around that around that range. You know, what I mean, like an 89 point something percent. I think he's been really good. I think he's been really good this year. Um, the fumbles, stuff like that. You know, a couple bad throws here and there. Um, you know, he hasn't played perfect. He's not playing Russell Wilson level football, even though Jesus, man, Russell Wilson, what a dick what he did on that Sunday night game. What a dick. And uh nonetheless, I, I think I think Derek Carr's playing really well this year. Um, better than I anticipated. And uh it's really putting a lot of you know, a lot of my uh, reservation that Marcus knows. I, I, I talk to him pretty often. I, I honestly, on this podcast, when he came over, he actually had the best case for car. You know what I mean? Just like, look, man, he, he does. He's like a coach's dream. Like he does exactly what he's supposed to do on the play. You know what I mean? He might not make the excellent play all the time, but he does exactly what he's supposed to do. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's, he's doing really well. I go, I go about B plus. Um, he's definitely like, really good with the deep ball even though i complained about it earlier that they seem to be kind of leaning on that too much but 
he he's he's doing every, what he's got 13 touchdowns two picks um on pace for around 4,000 yards like it you can win with that right like you can win with that maybe he doesn't make up for the good for the bad defense maybe he doesn't put the team on his back like that but he's playing good quarterback and there's a lot worse ones out there right now all right so next up let's go with i i'm gonna i'm gonna go with this one this one this one made me laugh uh shout out i has copper shout out copper man he says why can't we have nice things <laughs> I, I just like that question because i think i've actually said that during a, a third quarter meltdown before you know what i mean or, or when a when ab uh melted down completely i was like oh, why why can't we have something nice for once why can't this just be the thing that turns us around why can't i just enjoy this right why can't khalil mack get a second contract with this team well to his original question, uh, I saw the, all the weed that uh, I has copper has been posting, and uh, I would uh, disagree. You do have nice things. Uh, that stuff is amazing. But uh, <laughs> and then, and nonetheless, as far as the Raiders go, he is. We we need. I don't know what's going on, man. I like. What did the Raiders do wrong? Like, I, I get that the Raiders had some you almost get into like conspiracy mode, you know, and I'm not like a Raiders conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy theorist, a lot, a lot of things, but not, but not the Raiders. It's kind of like, yo, like the hell we got to do, man. It's almost like, like mathematically it should happen by now. You know, every team has a bad stretch, you know what I mean? And then you're like, Oh, they're good by accident. And that hasn't happened. We've been, we've been through a lot as fans and it shows up in the Twitter threads, man. Like, people say some wild shit and i think it's just ptsd but you know i i i don't know why we can't have nice things i, I don't think the raiders did anything wrong um i don't think they did anything wrong uh, you know uh, they've done a lot of things wrong but i don't think they did anything wrong you know to make the football gods mad i just think they have made bad picks bad picks bad free agency even mike mayock's not having a very good free agent haul this year right like it's, it's it hasn't been great nelson aguilar has been good kwiatkowski's been solid but other than that it hasn't been great and i think when you get year after year of that right your third round pick when you you take brandon parker you trade up to the top of the third round damn near a second round pick and you had guys like fred warner jordan jordan phillips just little things like that doing that a bunch of times makes you a bad team so it's got to be from the front office a lot of people blame Carr for being the constant i used to be one of those people and I, i'm kind of kind of pivoting on that where i'm like no, no 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 this is we are asking Derek carr to basically carry the team past all the front office failures the defensive failures, the coaching failures. And we're mad when he doesn't because that's the easiest thing to get mad at is that quarterback. He is the most valuable guy on the team, but, and probably the most important when it comes to winning as a player on the field. But there's so much more that goes into this, man. There's so much more that goes into this. And the Raiders, like, I don't think they need to rebuild again. They just need to, like, when you get some good building blocks, you got to, like, do it again the next year. And this year, the, the draft class... There's a lot of injuries in this draft class. And look, with the COVID offseason, a lot of guys get hurt. I, I understand. Soft tissue injuries, stuff like that. But this draft class, they're not getting a lot out of. Last year, they got a lot out of their draft class. Granted, it was the second half of the season where we really saw it come to fruition. So that could still happen this year. 
but you got to have good draft after good draft, good free agency hall after good free agency hall. And I'm more worried about the free agency hall than I am the draft picks. So, man, I, I think we got some nice things coming our way. I, I do like this core. Um, I have my reservations about John Gruden as a head coach, but I like the way he runs an offense. Um, so, you know, the Raiders should, man. You, they should be able to make the playoffs this year, and they should be able to win sustainably with this team. You had all the draft picks from the MAC trade. You had all that. So they, they should. They should win. And, and maybe we could have some nice things, man. So – Let's uh, let's get to the next question. The next question is uh, another guy who's been listening for a long time, man. He was one of the first guys to really like be like, yo, man, like this is really this is really tight. And like, you know, get retweet and get that stuff out there. So I really appreciate him. This is at Raider Stank Season Josh Jacobs fan account. Um, he says, how is Witten still getting reps over Moreau? You know what? Damn it. I almost pounded the table right now. That's terrible. It's true. I hate it. I hate it. When I see number 82 out there, I hate it. Okay. That, honestly, he's been okay. They throw the ball to him. He catch it. But 87 Foster Moreau is a beast, man. I think they have a beast tight end combination and they choose not to use it. All right. They'd rather have the guy who should be coaching the tight ends. Jason Witten. Frank Smith's doing a great job. I'm just saying Jason Witten's old and uh, Foster Moreau, when he's gone out there, they've thrown the ball to him. He's been good this year, right? Against that Saints game. He had a great catch in that Saints game. Um, last year, he was a great red zone threat. And five touchdowns before he got hurt. Probably the best red zone threat on the team because Waller at, Waller now this year is really becoming a red zone threat. Last year, he really wasn't. I don't get it. And and I saw somebody bring it up in this thread right here that they say maybe they're asking Witten to block, right? Help the offensive line. There's been injuries on the offensive line. Um, sure, but why can't Foster Moreau do that? Foster Moreau was a blocking tight end at LSU. They didn't throw to him a lot. There's a reason Mike Mayock was able to get him in what the fourth round. Yeah. Fourth round. He he wasn't a, a big receiving threat. Now at the senior bowl, he, you know, he really impressed. And I, I think he moved up a lot of teams draft boards. Cause I'm not sure he even gets drafted if he doesn't have a great senior bowl. So yeah, I really, I, I, it's gotta just be the Gruden veteran thing. I think he's got a hard on for like veterans. I think he's, I think he's doing the expendables thing, man. Like, I think he really loves like resurrecting somebody from the dead, like Doug Martin and, and people like that. It's weird. You have a good young tight end. You should use him. You already have a great tight end, right? In Waller. And I don't think any of us have complaints about him. But Foster Moreau, man, like, like I think he needs to be used more. I think he could start for some teams. And uh, man, I, I don't know. I don't know that that one that it made me mad when he when he asked this question <laughs> like when I saw a question I got mad I almost threw my phone at the ground like I was like damn it but I'll answer it um and last question I I I do I laughed at this one this one was pretty good uh this is from Pepitos Jordans who shot me got the mac dre abby rest in peace mac dre i love it absolutely love it um what sport is paul gunther coaching because it ain't football amen brother amen no i completely agree uh <laughs> paul gunther seems like one of those guys like where he tells a joke that nobody understands and it's actually not funny even when he explains it but he's like you guys are dumb you don't get this kind of humor i feel like that's how his scheme is with this team where it's like this team is like 
it's this crazy awesome like exotic scene watch tape don't lie they break it down like they're doing all this crazy stuff and then it amounts to like a 30 yard game because everybody's like yo I, i'm just trying to play football stop trying to get me to do like math on the football field have my cleveland furl flailing his arms out there trying to deflect a pass when he's like dude what the f- i don't fucking do this what are you talking about carl nassib in coverage things like that nevin lawson with no safety help lawson island yeah you ever heard of it jesus I, things like that i you know i don't I, I won't ever sit here and say paul gunther has the best personnel he doesn't but it should be better than this and i've def- not defended him but i've just kind of posed the question where like hey you fire paul gunther do you think the defense actually gets better i'm not i'm not sure it does because i don't like the abs- the construction of the defense that much but dude he's done nothing to keep his job he's done absolutely nothing to be like yo I, i'm still the defensive coordinator of, of the Raiders for three years, dude, coordinators like they get fired one and done nowadays. They seriously do. Even if they're sons of other coaches, like, like they get fired one and done nowadays. Like there's no, like the way the NFL is now, it's like, dude, show me something right away or peace, dude. But now nah, not Paul Gunther. Going to be here forever. Greg Olson going to be here forever. Even though I, yeah, I don't hate Greg Olson. He isn't, I don't think he should lose his job, but I'm just saying you don't notice any of these guys getting uh, head coaching interviews, right? Turning down head coaching opportunities, turning down coordinator opportunities from other teams. No, they, they don't. Cause they're like, yo, I got riding the gravy train right now. I get to be John Gruden's defensive coordinator. I'm his friend. You know what I mean? I was cool with Jay Gruden. So, <laughs> You know, Gunther hasn't done anything to keep his job, so I do say get rid of him. You know what I mean? And I'm going to go – I'm going to look ahead to Cleveland here next. Um, but if Cleveland carves the Raiders up, I don't see how you keep – how you can keep Paul Gunther and have your – I know they don't care too much about fan-based Twitter interactions, but I know the – you know, the, how, how do the players sit there and go, like, do we suck? You know what I mean? Like you start thinking the players are going to start thinking they suck either that or they just like, no, I'm not trying. I'm not doing shit for this team. You know what I mean? Like I I hate this scheme or I hate the communication. It's not even so much the scheme. I know that scheme probably does work. It's just probably the defensive play calling and just the way he teaches the scheme. I I don't think the players really know it that well. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what sport Paul Gunther is coaching. I don't know because you're right. It ain't football. Rest in peace, Mac Dre. So moving on, um, I'm going to wrap it up real fast. Raiders are going to Cleveland. It's going to be raining. It's going to be raining according to the forecast. It's only Wednesday right now. Um, it's going to be windy. Um, that's not uh, Derek Carr friendly, but neither was Arrowhead, right? So maybe this is the year Derek Carr plays well at Arrowhead. Um, or I'm sorry, in the cold weather. I'm, I'm still thinking about Arrowhead. He did play well at Arrowhead. Um, I'm thinking about the rain and stuff like that. The Jets game last year, like, ugh, gross. You know what I mean? I, I feel good about it because Cleveland's struggling just as bad as the Raiders. They're five and two, but they're an ugly five and two. Very ugly five and two. Comeback win against Dallas. Probably the only defense that's worse than the uh, than the Raiders is Dallas Cowboys. Cleveland's defense isn't much, honestly. Like they're not. They have some players. You got Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett. They definitely got more names to their defense, but it hasn't really translated into playing well. Odell Beckham's out for the season. Tore his ACL. Uh, it was really sad. I mean, I honestly, like, you know, I like to beat teams at full strength, but 
there is you're gonna have Rashard Higgins and Jarvis Landry and Donovan Peoples Jones as your starting wide receivers, and that's not anything along with Baker Mayfield, who, despite being five and two, is not playing that well. The Raiders are gonna have to force turnovers in that game. That you have to get Baker Mayfield to turn it over because he will. He's gonna throw. I guarantee you, there's gonna be two or three throws that should be intercepted in that game. And if one or two of them are, I feel a lot better because I think the Raiders are gonna be able to. Raiders got to get back to running the ball, and I think they're going to. Um, I think the run game is going to pop back up. Should get Trent Brown back this week. Um, should get Jonathan Abram back. Uh, I don't believe Edwards and Arnett will be back, unfortunately. Um, but the Raiders should be relatively at, at a decent, you know, decent strength. And uh, it could be one of those ugly games where the ball, you know, comes down to a couple weird bounces in the rain. Um but I, I, the Raiders got to win this game. Three and three is okay right now. Four and three is great. Three and four after this, I'm, I'm kind of like, especially depending on how the, the, this fourth loss would happen, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Baker Mayfield carves up this defense. I'm not sure they're stopping anybody. But if the Raiders do a good, do a good job, play decent defense against the Browns, have a nice offensive game, and win this game, I'd be feeling great about this team be feeling great i don't even hate it right now i don't have that same doomsday feeling that i did in, t- in 2019 after that jets game like oh shit raiders are bad like this is a bad team you know their point differential was all messed up um yeah, it's still not great this year because they win close and they've lost kind of ugly you know even though they've been in the games but cleveland I, I get the run game going again take what they give you if they're gonna play deep and respect the speed the good part about the defense respecting the speed is that you basically can get whatever you want underneath the defense. And I want the Raiders to do that. Get back to what you do. Do not become the deep ball offense because that's not what this team is. And I've, as much as I want to see more explosive plays, you can get explosive plays when you have speed and throw the ball underneath when the defense is sitting back, right? Last year, you didn't have that because you didn't have the deep threats. So get back to what you do. Run the ball play the, you know, get the intermediate short route, take the calculated deep shots and get a damn turnover on Baker Mayfield. He's going to gift wrap one. Catch it. So that's it for me today, guys. Um, This is Rock Vegas. I'm at Glenn Rockney. Um, Follow my other, uh, follow uh, the podcast network that that I'm on uh, at Rare Candy Pod 1. Just dropped a very good episode um, with... uh, Alex G at Galaxy Brain about uh, about COVID um, schools and learning virtual Zoom classes and stuff. So um, and what that does long term with the lockdowns in the economy. Uh, we touched on that. It was a very good episode. So if you follow at Rare Candy Pod One, you'll be able to find that. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching it on YouTube. You could also watch it there. Um, so you can get everything. Um, again, I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I got a lot of questions today, which I really really liked. It was great. Um, and you know, hopefully you guys listen and, and hear the answer. Um, and hopefully the answer is sufficient for you. Um, again, I appreciate everybody who retweets it, puts it out there. Uh, I know you don't have to do that, but if you do like it, I, it makes me feel good that you guys do like it enough to tell somebody about it and not be embarrassed that you listen to me. So, uh, thanks again, guys. Um, go Raiders, man. Let's get a win this week.